Welcome to All Truth No Cap, a podcast for teenagers. Please take a second to follow and leave a review. This will allow the podcast to appear in feeds more frequently. If you do have a question or a topic that you'd like to hear more about, shoot me a message and I'll take some time to address that particular topic. My Instagram handle at BenMorseyYP, my email Ben.Morsey at LBCTheodore.com. If you do go to Lighthouse, you can see me anytime. Call me, text me, and uh, like I said, shoot that topic to me. And then uh, we are here to help you try to navigate the world that you live in. And uh, so please share that link and uh, give others a chance to listen in and maybe get some help as well. An interesting thought today, and uh, we kind of hit this thought in a previous episode, um, but we didn't actually spend much time on it. It was kind of a, a part of a different episode. And uh, going to look at uh, the book of Song of Solomon. Now, don't get all crazy. Don't get all nervous. Um, just one particular verse. We're not going to do a Bible study through the book of Song of Solomon. I want to look at one particular verse. And I think pretty quick, you'll understand the direction we're headed with this. And uh, like I said, I hope it's a help to you. And uh, there are some uh, difficult things that some of y'all go through on a regular basis. And I'm trying to uh, give you an opportunity to kind of see what God's word has to say about some thir- certain things in hopes that that will help you uh, to uh, overcome your own demons, if you will, and uh, then also not add to any other any other issues that may arise. I'm in Song of Solomon chapter two, Song of Solomon chapter two, verse fifteen. Song of Solomon chapter two, verse fifteen. If you're following along with me, the Bible says, "Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes." Song of Solomon here is talking, and he's just talking about a. You can imagine the picture of a grapevine, and a little grape, a little grapevine has baby grapes on it, and obviously they're not going to be full-grown grapes as as of this time, and the vine probably was a very young vine, and he says specifically, he says, "Take us the foxes, the little foxes." He emphasizes the fact that they're the little foxes, not big ones, not the mamas or the dads, but the little foxes, and he says that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Here's a thought I want to look at today. It's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. The little foxes that spoil the grapes. You know, the Bible talks in uh, the book of James over and over uh, about the tongue. And it uh, talks about the tongue being a, a uh, unruly evil. It talks about the tongue being a or starting a little fire or uh, a, starting a big fire from a little spark. You ever, uh, years and years ago, back in the 1800s, I think it was 1800s, it might have been the 1900s, early 1900s, um, but the Great Chicago Fire, the Great Chicago Fire, and uh, since then, this has been disproven, but uh, for sake of what we're talking about, it kind of uh, bodes well to kind of re- re-talk about the legend, and talk about the myth, if you will, that uh, began the Great Chicago Fire. The rumor was that there was a, a husband and wife named uh, O'Leary. And uh, the O'Learys owned a small farm, and uh, they actually owned also a gambling house and a bar, uh, but we don't talk about that much. Um, But uh, they owned this uh, small farm. They had uh, some cows. And then uh, around 10, 10 11 o'clock at night, Mrs. O'Leary was going out to milk the cow. And uh, in while in throughout the milking, uh, the cow kicked over a lantern. And obviously back then it wouldn't have had light bulbs. It would have been flame. And uh, so then that, that flame then caught some of that hay on fire. And pretty soon her entire barn was engulfed in flame. Back during this time period then, uh, roads and sidewalks were made of wood. 
Uh, it kept the mud down, but it also was a serious fire problem. And uh, then on top of that, there was a very, very dry and windy conditions throughout Chicago at that point. And uh, history says then that that spark caught and uh, in turn began to spread from building to building, spread uh, throughout the roads and the sidewalks. And as a result, a large portion of Chicago was burned to the ground. A lot of uh, value was lost. A lot of wealth was lost, all because of Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Now, like I said, I understand, you know, history uh, investigation has proven that legend or that myth uh, to be wrong. But it just took one spark. One spark was all it took, you know, Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires. And it's true. What he's saying is, you know, you have to keep an eye on your own campfire. You've got to make sure you put it out. Why? Because one small ember, one small problem can blow up into a giant mess. And that's what Song of Solomon says. Song of Solomon says it's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. Little things that aren't dealt with or little things that some person may say or imply or we may infer from different things and it spoils the grapes. In other words, it boosts the drama. It boosts the problems. And unfortunately, give a, a little disclaimer here, there are some people in life that thrive off of drama. They'll say whatever they need to say, because then they're at the source of it and they feel important. Don't let people like that control you and control the way you think. Uh, like I said, unfortunately, those people do exist and uh, they will exist until Jesus comes back. That's just the, the nature of the beast. And so number one, if you're involved with somebody like that, I would avoid that. Avoid them with all that you're worth. But if you are that person and you're listening to this podcast, stop it. You don't have to be the source of all drama. You don't have to be the source of all the tea or all the, the gossip. You don't have to be. You don't, sometimes we make things up just so we feel important. Stop it. Just live your life and enjoy your life and don't worry about anybody else. Anyway, that's a little side note. That's free. We're going to look back at what we're talking about here. In the book of James, then, James chapter 3, it talk, like I said, it talks about the tongue. I just want to hit a couple quick things, and I don't necessarily want to, to, to uh, belabor it or overdo it, but I do want to look at a couple things. Remember, we're looking at the idea that the small foxes, the little foxes, are the ones that spoil the grapes. In uh, verse 2 of uh, James chapter 3, the Bible says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be uh, so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Two, two specific things there. He talks about a bit in a horse's mouth, and he talks about the helm of a ship. Two small little pieces, you know, a bit uh, would be able to fit in a horse's mouth, it's not that big. And obviously the helm, uh, depending on the size of the ship, determines the size of the helm. But either way, the helm is very, very small in comparison to the ship. But both of those, the bit and the helm, turn the massive object that they're in control of. And unfortunately, if I can make the comparison once again with, with the tongue, unfortunately, that's what we let 
uh, or we let our tongue guide us and we, we say whatever pops into our head and we're, we're willing to say whatever whatever we want and not concerned in the least bit about who it may hurt as long as we look good in the end. I remember as a seventh grader, uh, my dad, I had a very sharp, sharp tongue, very quick. And obviously, if you know me, you know I can be very sarcastic. Um, that's just, I guess, my love language. I don't know if it's a love language or not. But um, but anyway, I remember as a seventh grader, my dad sitting me down and saying, Ben, do you want to have friends? Oh, yeah, of course I do. Okay. Then he said, you're going to have to start thinking before you speak. In other words, you're going to have to start thinking about the people that you're talking to, thinking about their feelings, not just whether or not you get a laugh or whether or not people are uh, amused by what you had to say and think before you speak. It would behoove all of us uh, significantly if we would take the time to think before we opened our mouths. I heard a saying a long time ago that God gave us two, uh, two ears and one mouth so we can listen twice as much as we speak. Some of us speak two and three times more than we hear, than we listen. And uh, that's that's a danger to us. It's a, it's a very dangerous thing because in turn, it causes us to just run our mouths, run our lips. And as a result, we cause all kinds of problems and we can't we cannot afford uh, to do that. And so we see, first of all, the, the, the bit, I'm sorry, and the helm, two little things that turn massive objects. And once again, comparing the tongue, the idea that it's the small foxes. The little foxes that spoil the grapes, the little things that need to be dealt with. Um, he continues on in verse 5, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And I'm going to stop there uh, and kind of talk about that, and that's where we'll end here. He says specifically that the tongue is a little member. Uh, I believe the tongue is considered a muscle. And uh, some of you, it's uh, much stronger in muscle than others because of how much you use it. Uh, that's Once again, that's free. That's uh, You're not charged for that. Um, but it is a little member, and it says it boasteth great things. We're so, we talk so much because we want others to, or we like to feel desired. We like to feel wanted. And when we have a story to tell or we have uh, something, whether we made it up or not, what happens is we talk and we talk and we talk. And uh, in sports, we would say that your tongue wrote a check that your game could not back up. And we talk and we talk and we talk, but uh, the boasting that goes on and there's nothing to back it up. But the second part of that verse I want you to look at, he says, Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth. Some of us need to focus more on being firemen than arsonists. And really, that should be all of us. But but in specifics, there are things going on. And like I've told you all before, I have a very far-reaching grapevine. Sometimes things come to me and I wonder and ask God, you know, why why is somebody telling me this? But then it comes down to it, oh, that's why, because I have an opportunity to deal with it. And obviously, I deal with teenagers. Uh, my life is dealing with teenagers, whether it be um, you know the positive side of going sewing on all that or the negative side of saying, look, hey, you need to stop that. You need to fix this. You need to do whatever the case may be. That's what I'm here for. And so a lot of times things come to me. And like I said, I catch wind of drama here and there. And some of you just need to, to kibosh it, to can it. I told my soccer team the other day uh, when they came out to um, – practice I said I'm not I'm not naming names anything here I said but if I hear any of any of you talking to my soccer team if I hear of any of you involved in any of this drama going on right now I said I'm going to run you till your legs fall off and as far as I know most of them have stayed clear of it in turn you think if we would learn to number one think before we speak but number two go to the source Somebody says this or that. Oh, I can't believe she, I can't believe he. Okay, go to them and find out if that's what they actually said. 
You remember the game we used to play when we were kids called Telephone? And I say when we were kids, you guys still are kids. I was a kid about 7,000 years ago. Um, but we used to play a game called Telephone. And uh, what you'd do is you'd have everybody either standing or you're sitting in a line. And you would, uh, you'd you'd have some sort of uh, phrase written on a piece of paper. And uh, you would read that. If you're the first in line, you'd turn and you'd whisper it to the next person. And then you'd whisper it to the next person until you got all the way to the end of the line. And then we'd see at the person at the end of the line how accurate what you, what you actually read from the paper, how accurate what was transferred to them was. And a lot of times, most of the time, it wasn't even close. And that's what you have to understand is in life, whether it be those people who are trying to bend the truth to make themselves look better or, or, or uh, manipulate things so that once again, they look better or whatever the case may be, that kind of word bending and word changing and uh, implications in what is said are completely different. You know, it's an interesting thing as I'm saying that, thinking about the fact that you got to be careful about texting. When you text a person, you, you, you can't read their facial expressions. You can't read their body language. All you can read is what they wrote. You know, if you got a text from your parent and it was in all caps, two things are possible. Number one, they're very, very angry with you. Number two, they forgot that their caps lock, caps lock was on. Um, but in turn, we understand that if it's in all caps, it shows that somebody's angry. Why? Because it's it's an implication of shouting. But you don't know if they're being sarcastic. You don't know if they're laughing. You don't know if they're angry. You can't read their body language or their facial language, or I'm sorry, their uh, their um, facial expressions. So in turn, understanding that as that kind of stuff goes on and conversations are had, I'd be very, very careful about having important conversations over texting. All that to say, though, then with the conversation, go straight to the source. Go straight to that person and say, hey, I heard, I'm not talking about calling them out in front of 500 people. I'm talking about pull them aside like an adult and say, okay, you know, I heard that this was said. Is that true? And hashing it out right there. That's the mature uh, adult thing to do. But that's not what we do because that doesn't create drama. It doesn't make us feel important. doesn't make those around us feel important. And so in turn, it's better to have to have secrets behind this person's back and to talk about this person behind their back and to say this and to say that rather than just dealing with the problem. And that's what James is saying here. In verse 5, he says, Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. It may start as something small, and all of a sudden it's blown up into this giant, enormous problem, this giant, enormous bunch of drama. When if you would have just gone to the person in the first place and said, Hey, I heard this. Did you say that? And addressing the issue, just getting it taken care of. Stop the drama. Stop it before it gets started. You know, don't don't be that source. If you find people running to you every time they have a bit of tea or they have a bit of gossip or a bit of something about somebody else, if they run to you, guess what? You've painted yourself out to be a gossip. Well, I don't pass it on. I don't care if you pass it on or not. If they feel comfortable enough to come to you, guess what? They're comfortable enough to go to somebody else about you as well. So in turn, just learn to stop it. No, that I, I don't, uh, that's not true. Or I don't want to hear it. You can shut it down. You can choose to shut it down. You can choose not to keep that ball rolling. You can choose not to make it a big deal. And Solomon said in the Song of Solomon, he says, it's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. It's something that's really not that big of a deal, but in turn, as people talk, as James just said, that fire begins as an ember or as a small little spark, and all of a sudden it turns into this giant wildfire, all because someone didn't take care of the little fox or didn't take care of their little tongue. And that's a choice each and every one of us make. It's not an option. It should not be an option for us as Christians to continue passing along the gossip, to continue passing along the stories. Stop the stories. You wouldn't want those stories being spread about you. You wouldn't want people talking behind your back. So then why would you make the choice to spread that same gossip? Whether it's true or not, I don't even care. 
Just end it. End that gossip. It's just interesting, like I said, the way that uh, Solomon words this here, that's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. And then we see with uh, James, James says it's the little member. The tongue's the littlest member, or in this case, a little member. How great a matter a little fire kindleth. Are you a fireman or are you an arsonist? Do you pour gasoline on the fire or do you put the fire out? Sad to say, in a lot of our cases, we've probably, we could be accused of being an arsonist. Whether we disliked the person that, that the information was about or we wanted to appear more important, then in turn, we simply made the fire that much bigger. Understand it's better for us to put that fire out, to eliminate it completely, and go on with our lives. It's not worth getting uh, starting drama. It's not worth getting dragged into drama. It's not worth making drama any bigger than it already is. But it's a choice of yours and it's a choice of mine that we decide to say, hey, you know what? I don't, you know, you can bring this, you say this, say this. I'm stopping it here. I don't believe that's true. You probably should stop talking about it as well. And that's a conscious decision both you and I make each every day, each and every day. Well, I hope it's been a help to you. Like I said, I know as teenagers, sometimes drama becomes a big deal. And I hope it's been a help to you with, number one, how we deal with uh, drama, maybe involving us. But then if drama comes our way, how we should handle it as well. Like I said, uh, if you do have any other questions or topics, we'd, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a message at BenMorseyYP, Ben.MorseyLBCTheodore.com, or see me at a service. Call me, text me, and I'll be, I'll be able to try to help you as much as I possibly can. But until next time, we will see you later.